Yo, 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 yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, myself, Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith. What's good, guys? Nick Ely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the good guys are back, and we're better than ever, baby. And Nick does not sound happy at all. And No, not I'm at not all. Better, I'm, not, I'm not better than ever. He's not better than ever. <laughs> I, 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 this is the one time I got to say you wrong, Jarvis. I am not better than ever. Yeah, there's never been times where I've been better. Oh, man. Yeah, like the previous eight games, right? Right. The previous nine weeks of the football season, I was doing significantly better. This is literally going to be like one of the best episodes ever of the Great Debate Show. Um, this is going to be fun, guys. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick. Oh, my God. Nickelodeon. Anyway, well, we know how he feels, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why, for anybody who hasn't listened to the Great Debate Show or don't know what we talk about in sports or, you know, keep up with football, you just listen to the, the wrestling episodes, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, he's upset because his Philadelphia Eagles are no longer undefeated. They just lost on Monday Night Football. Yes, we are recording this on a Monday night, and that makes it even better because I don't even know if we could feel the exact same way, the emotion and the thrill of defeat, of Knicks' defeat. I mean, the Eagles, as they lose, and they're no longer undefeated, I don't know if we would have felt this way in the AM. But now, man, Nick. I didn't see it coming, not this soon. I thought it would be next week in Indianapolis. Boy, was I wrong. The Commanders, Taylor, Heineke, Biatch. I've been telling it. I've been saying it for the for, for the longest now. Rivera had somebody right there in that locker room. And Heineke pulls out a win. Unexpected. Uh, we I know there's some calls and some things that I'm sure Nick wants to talk about. We're going to let Nick oh, have yeah. it. But the Eagles are no longer undefeated. Fly, Eagles, fly. It must have been eagle hunting season or something tonight then because, I mean, they, it was no – I didn't see any Eagles flying. They were just – they were all shot down or – what happened, Nick? So, I'm going I'm, I'm to be – I'm going to be the mature fan about this first, and I'm going to say, you know, that we, we definitely didn't help ourselves. We made some mistakes, uh, a couple of fumbles, you know, that were uncharacteristic, particularly one by Quiz Watkins. Uh, you know, we 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 didn't necessarily play our best game. I will also point out that Jordan Davis is is very heavily missed. Uh, the, the defensive tackle we drafted out of Georgia. I mean, you look at what Damian Pierce did to us last week. He ran for 139 yards, I think it was. And then uh, you know the combination Antonio Gibson and uh, uh, what's the other boy's name? I ought to know his name. He ran all over us all night. <laughs> Gibson, Brian Robinson, yeah, that's the one that got yeah, shot. Yeah, the one that got shot. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they were running all over us all night. I think, they, I think at one point in the game, they said the in the first half, the commanders already attempted like 38 runs, and we had like 22 plays total, you know, or something like that. So, uh, you know, you got to give them credit for that. Now that I'm done with all that, the hell with that. This was one of the worst officiating games I've ever seen as an Eagles fan, and that, and that's a statement. Because the idea that you that you miss that blatant of a face mask on a play in which he fumbled. You know why he fumbled? Because his head was being ripped the other direction from the ball. You know what you care less about when your head is being ripped off? Whether or not you hold on to this damn football. That was crazy. And then the personal foul call at, that basically ended the game. 
on a play where Taylor Heineke goes down after Brandon Graham is already going at him, basically. He makes it clear that he's pulling up to not hit him, and they still give him the call. That that was that was horseshit. I'm sorry. It was a terrible. It was it was bad officiating. You can't make that call in that moment. I don't understand it. I feel like there there's been a. Uh, well, I think a lot of people have said this for a while, but now it gets it burns us. But now I'm pissed about it. But there's been an overreach in the attempt to protect offensive players, particularly the quarterback. And now it is hindering defensive players' ability to do their job the way they're supposed to, and it's hurting the game overall. And tonight was a prime example of that. That's what I got. Jarvis, you want? Can you follow that man, or you want me to go? Ah, uh, well, let's see here. I'll uh, I'll give it a go. Uh, real quick. I don't want to follow that. I I, I hear you. I hear you. So, Nick. Calm down. I understand. I feel for you. I feel your pain. But look, uh, are we gonna we're gonna we're gonna use the rest for excuse for the entire game or just those few you know plays or no, calls I, I, or? I gave them the credit in the beginning. They ran the ball very well. They made some time to turn time turnovers. The Quiz Watkins turnover that one's on us. And uh, uh, what was the other one we had? I think it was another call. Not 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 the Dallas Goddard one. Yeah, the that, pick. That, that, that was a pick. pick. Uh, a pick on the deep ball to AJ Brown. Pick on the deep ball to AJ Brown. That was a great play. He really yeah, it really was. Good. It the was. Crazy, the crazy thing on that play is Jalen Hurts threw a dot. He hit AJ Brown right in the hands, but it was uh, difficult. He couldn't make the catch cleanly. And when it when it popped up just that little bit, and the defender came down, it came down right between his arms. Hell of a play. Hell of a play. One of those you just, you just say, okay, yeah, yeah, great play, and you yeah. roll with that. I, I, I wasn't mad about that. Was that shit happens? That's just that's just one of those. And that but would that I, they were I, trying I, to go I, up twenty one ten there. Across, I actually just ran across the person tweet. This guy apparently his name is Brandon Walker. Uh, at, at BFW on Twitter, he said this Eagles game is like when Madden randomly decides that you're not winning this game, no matter what you do. Oh, and, that's and that happens. That's basically what happened. I mean, we had we we got what three four opportunities in the last. We, had, we didn't have the ball down there the entire second quarter, which is the quarter we've dominated the entire season. And then in the fourth quarter, we get like four chances to go down the field and score. And four different times, something wild happens that, that gives them the ball back, basically. Okay, 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 Nick. I hear you. We wasn't winning this one. I, I, I hear you. And, and I'm not saying that you're not wrong, but let's just talk about what they displayed on the field, what we saw, if that's real. Uh, on Monday Night Football, the Eagles against the Washington Commanders. Man, I didn't agree. First of all, let's go back to early in the game. I didn't agree with that P.I. call that the Eagles got um, early on in the first quarter, around two minutes left, when it was still 7-7. Now, why not? what you mean, he why not? Because it wasn't a pass interference. He, he got his head turned around. He played the ball. It was kind of hand-checking. Yeah, after he shot him in the shoulder. It, man, it was a lot of hand-checking going on on both ends. I would have I would have picked that flag up. That should have been a no call. That bailed you out because that was second and ten or third and ten. And you know, we don't know if you would have gotten that second touchdown. And that first touchdown you got, you got the ball on the ten. On the ten yard line from the, the force from the force fumble. You know, so it's like, eh. The Eagles really no, didn't do a lot offensively. No, no, I, I know. By the defense. I'm talking about the offense. They didn't really do much first half at all. And the second half, eh. Yeah, they tried to make a comeback, but again, Washington did enough 
They got we, we, we yeah we, we barely touched the ball in the first half. That's why they didn't do anything. Well, I mean, we scored fourteen points, but then behind that we didn't touch the ball basically the whole second quarter. Wow, uh, and yeah, and who thought was that? Yeah, Washington. They they held the ball. I mean, what, and, and I, I mean your de- your your defense didn't get stops. They were moving the chains. They, okay, so they ran the ball. The, I, I gave them credit for that. They ran the ball down our throat. Yeah, okay. They, and that's how they were able to do that. And then. If you come back to the offense, again, like I said, the 14 points that they got, eh, like I said, that was a big P.I. call that I don't think should have been called. I don't know if they would have got 14 on that drive. The first seven, it was inside the 10-yard line. The offense didn't do anything but what they were supposed to do right there. Uh, so I'm just saying, like, there was some times where the game was kind of going, eh. I wouldn't say it was just going in one direction. Uh, but I, I am with you on, you know, the, the face mask. Oh, that was brutal. Um, but, hey, you know, um, I tell y'all all the time about this game, and you never want to believe me. So let's not let's not look at anything strange about it now. It's just another game, remember? And that's it. And the Eagles just didn't fly tonight, Nick. Uh, uh, honestly, looking at it, uh, it was something else that I had. Um, it was something else that I had in my notes. Uh, that I saw the fourth and one delay a game. That was times when you guys, your Eagles, could have, you know, like really you had your opportunities. After the fourth and one, it was a delay a game that really hurt the commanders, you know. And, and and they had a good play dialed up. This is early on too, and they were burned by the flag. But they end up going for a fourth down a little later on, and they got that one too. They just kept moving the chains, as we said. And the Eagles defense did not look like the Eagles defense that we've been seeing. Um, as of late, well, this entire season. And the offense, they struggle. This defense is pretty good. We've always talked about how Washington's defense is not bad. It's solid. But without Chase Young, you just kind of thought that, eh, they're going to be in some games, but not enough to get the win. For them to do this on Monday Night Football against the undefeated Eagles, I thought it was a statement, and I thought it said a lot. Not only about Heineke, not only about Ron Rivera, but this coaching staff and how they, you know, put a good game plan together, the organization, how they, you know, like still kind of slowly built a good team, built, rebuilt a good defense since Rivera has been there, even though they don't know where they're going yet with their quarterbacks. But Heineke's not bad, all right? I know there's some times where he makes the Commanders fans want to pull their hair out, but he made plays when they needed to. McLaren, if he played anywhere else, he'd be a star, you know? Same thing goes for their two running backs in the backfield. Chase Young is coming back in the Washington Commanders of 5-5. Five and five. I know that. And uh, let's forget about the records. Right now, the NFC East is the best damn division in the league. Nick, y'all got some problems, man. This is a division game. You got to see these boys again. Uh, good luck. No, we, no, we, no, we already split with Washington. We beat them early in the year 2014. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My fault. My fault. Okay, good. Good yeah, for we you. Got, we got we got two of the Giants left and one with the Cowboys. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, not – let's be clear. I'm not entirely dismayed by this game. You know, it's one game. We made it to 8-0. And to, to me, really, the positive I take from it is that now that, that whole part of it is over. And with the attitude that I feel like our team has, this might really more so motivate them to kind of piss them off and be like, all right, we really shouldn't have lost that game. You know, we didn't do the things we should have done. And, and, you know, and then obviously 
you know, we can have our, our calls about the oh. referee and whatever else. Oh, oh, and Nick, do- Nick, hold on a minute. Yeah. And I, I, I forgot about the other play. What about the uh, the play that the Eagles got saved on that offensive P.I. they called on Washington? Remember that play that would have kind of sealed the deal? Um, well, I wouldn't say sealed the deal, but it was like six, seven minutes left in the fourth. The clock was ticking. Yeah, you were, they yeah, 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 they yeah, run a good play. play. Yeah, well, eh, I, I've been seeing everybody get away with that damn play. I thought that they could have picked that up as well. You got you you, you, you caught some breaks too now. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're finicky enough about that one. I, I, you know, you can go either way with that. It was, it was. Okay. I, I don't really like it necessarily. Okay. I mean, not in, in that in that situation. I personally probably probably wouldn't have called it, but obviously I didn't mind it. Well, this is one week, and we got to let Terrence speak, but this is one week where we will not hear Nick Ely say, it feels good to be the best team or have the best team on the podcast. He can't say that this week because we don't. I still feel like we got the best team. uh, Well, you feel like it's the best because I saw some flaws if you want me to keep going that I, you know, like that I saw within the Eagles defense. And I don't know how good it's really been besides Slay, what he's been doing on the outside, the secondary. Oh, Jenkins. Um, I mean, not Jenkins, but uh, Gardner Johnson. He's Gardner, definitely been balling. Yes, he has. But outside of the secondary, there's a few holes in that defense, and they seem stubborn like they don't want to bring the eighth man in the box. They're going to continue to run it down your throat if you do that or well, if you no, don't no, do that. What, that's, that's what I said. That's why I said what I said. We missed Jordan Davis. Before Jordan Davis got hurt, we was not having these problems. Well, man, look, that's one guy. I got Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead. I can keep going on with the names on how many people we have out of our D-line. Do you know how large that man is? I, I, get, I, mean, I got and, you. Like I said, as an Eagles fan watching the game, the difference in the middle of our defense is literally night and day. Jordan Davis yeah. is taking up two or, three, two or three people on the regular. Right, right. So, they, so you know, after that, we, we free running through the middle of the field. There's, there's no running the ball in the middle of the field when Jordan Davis is there. When he's not, we know the last two weeks. Have been evident of it. Damian Pierce ran for 140 yards, and then the, what, what did these two combine for? Um, I can tell you here in just a second. Brian Robinson and, and they, they their team ran for 152 yards. So yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's night and day. Eagles and lose. Then, I mean, it was, They're eight and one. It was really evidence in the fourth quarter. We got we ran seven plays and held the ball for all of a minute and 50 seconds the whole second quarter. Yeah. Ah, tough man. Eagles eighty-one. Terrence, what, Terrence, what do you have to say about this game? Eagles, Commanders, whoever, whichever one or both. Oh man, I, ooh. So I, I really think this is just one of those those games where like, uh, what could go wrong will go wrong, and I don't think that this game is truly an indictment on really either team in the sense because. What I saw, what the, the the play that's going to stick out to me the most is not the, the face mask. It is not the penalty at the end of the game that, that sealed that game in the first down that essentially sealed the game. The play that's going to stick out to me the most is Hurst dropping back, throwing an absolute bomb. Uh, who caught that bomb? Uh, was it Quaid Walker? Watkins? Quaid Watkins caught that bomb. And had he just stayed down, we're not having this conversation because I think they score on that drive, or has, or if he did, or if he doesn't fall, he walks in the end zone. But unfortunately, he catches the ball and he falls. Uh, and you know, hey, you gotta you gotta give Washington credit for making all the plays. But I just I'm not gonna look at this game as a, as it 
as an indictment on the Eagles. What I did see from the Eagles, especially early on, was just absolute brilliant play calling. They just couldn't get the ball back because they couldn't stop the run. Now, now I will say, and Jarvis, you're right about this, players get hurt all the time. Listen, I have a Baltimore team last year that barely had any cornerbacks. Uh, lost, I think they lost three running backs on the same day to like Achilles and ACLs. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> you know, it was good. Jarvis, like the same you, week. That shit was crazy. Yeah, yeah, Jarvis, you you can remember a play where you lost two interior linemen, I think, on, yeah. on a, to ACLs on the same play. On the same play, yes. So it's just, man, it's just that's part of it. But now to be able to, if most sports are like this, but football especially, who can be healthy late in the season? You can go 15, 16, 17, and 0 now. But if you banged up in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. So I don't know what Jordan Davis's prognosis is, but they might. If teams are going to be running on him like that, if a was it a four and five team can run on him like run on those guys because he's not there, that's trouble. You might want to try to get him back. That's yeah, the think, only I thing high, that I can take away. I think it's a high ankle sprain or something. I think it's something yeah. like four weeks. Oh shoot! Four weeks. A, a big man with a high ankle sprain—that's a lot of weight coming down on that ankle. Well, don't go get right. don't go get sued because my Niners better go get him, and they still need to be going to get him. I ain't yeah, gonna say so, that again. Uh, yeah, they 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 might want to try to figure some stuff out with that, but at the same time, I still like the Eagles to finish first in the NFC and uh, get the uh, home field advantage. But Minnesota, man, I, I you know I've been kind of singing their praises a little bit, and I know the yeah. Eagles beat them down, so the Eagles do still hold their uh, hold their own destiny. All they gotta do is win. But man. I, I just I, I would I would be very weary of Minnesota. Yeah, and the Vikings are eight and one also. And what a game that yeah. they put on on yesterday against the Buffalo Bills. That was the game of the year. That was the game. Um, yeah, that was the catch of the year from Justin Jefferson. Uh, T, I think you were the only one that went with Minnesota. I'm not sure. I know I went with uh, Buffalo, and I, I was wrong. I lost. But uh, Buffalo, we talked about this last week about their Super Bowl window, you know, starting to fade if Josh Allen, you know, can't get healthy with that elbow of his. And I don't know how bad it affected him yesterday, but we have to call it like it is. Josh Allen did not look like the MVP, the future Hall of Famer that everybody's already calling him to be. Now, he's a bad guy. He's a bad boy. He can play. He can ball when he wants to. But are we going to talk about the Brett Favre decisions that he makes at times? He's a gunslinger, the gunslinger mentality, but he's he's leading the league right now in picks with 10. Yep. And the past three games straight here, he's thrown multiple interceptions. Uh, if Lamar Jackson does that, everybody's bashing his ass. So let's let's call it what it is. Josh Allen is kind of throwing games away. He's, he's, he's not knowing when to give up on plays, and he's doing a little too much. He's wild. He doesn't know how to get down. And, you know, this is the reason why you will get hurt at times. Now, that he wasn't out of the pocket when he got hurt, but you get what I'm saying. He tries to run over you. He has that mentality. And sometimes, you know, it's just kind of more, it seems like more brawn than brains when he's playing football. He's just, you're not out back in the backyard, man. This is a football game, and, you know, um, you've got to win games. And this is not the team right now that I predicted to be 15-2, and 15-3 and three or whatever. This is not them. They're six and three now. Guys, was that the game of the year? And uh Nick, how dangerous are the Vikings now to you? Now that you're sitting with the same record. Luckily you've beaten them. That's why you're still number one. And um Justin Jefferson. We talked about the the, the move. 
where the Vikings drafted Justin Jefferson immediately after Buffalo acquired Stephon Diggs. We thought the Vikings were crazy. I definitely did. I went on for weeks to talk about them and the Houston Texans for trading away no drop D-hop. That's neither here nor there. Right now, how does this move look for both teams? And Justin Jefferson, is he the best in the league? I know that was a lot, but y'all got it. Uh, so there's a lot to tackle on that one. Um, first off, I think the first thing I want to say is I think one thing that the, the game yesterday did for me is to further make the separation clear between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I don't, I've said this before. In case y'all forgotten, I'll say it again. Patrick Mahomes is the best thing going. If he stays healthy... We're probably watching the probably watching Tom Brady in the process of being replaced as the GOAT if Patrick Mahomes plays 15, 17, you know, whatever, however many years. Mm. Then we might be literally watching him be replaced while he's still on the field. So that's number one. Um, number two, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson definitely is in that best receiver in the league conversation for me. Uh, you know, for me, it, it, it's a conversation between him. Uh, Tyreek Hill and the guy that he was, in essence, traded for in, uh, in Stephon D. And um, so, you know, I, I think as you referenced a little earlier, Charles, that, that is one of the uh, clearly most even trades that you're going to see. Um, you know, I mean, you trade no, one number one wide receiver essentially to get another one. And, um, you know, and, and a younger one at that. So not that Stephon Diggs is old by any stretch. He's still got some years in him for sure. Uh, you know, him and Josh Allen do a lot of dangerous things going forward, but um, you know, definitely one hell of a game by the Vikings. Definitely a lot of uh, a lot of moxie, a lot of stick to itiveness, as they as they say. Uh, hell of a catch by Justin Jefferson. I, I didn't really believe what I saw when I first saw it, uh, but it was you know he, he pulled it in. Um, so obviously they pushed that one in the conversation with Odell and and maybe a couple other catches out there. But uh, hell of a game, definitely big game of the year. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it was game of the year, especially with the the kind of the twists and turns right there in the end. You know, the, the excitement level, uh, <laughs> excitement levels were just extremely high throughout. Uh, as far as the catch, man, I, I think people have been talking about it all day. About is it better than Odell's catch, which is kind of the consensus of best catch of all time. I think for, for a lot of people. Uh, the good thing about this is that we've been talking about it all day which is that you know like in this world of 24 7 sports and 24 7 kanye and Kyrie, <laughs> uh and, and, and chappelle if we can still be talking about somebody making one catch on the sideline that wasn't even a touchdown um that's a really good thing i think in this, in this world of constant over cycling over cycling of news so i i don't i don't want to put it i don't i still kind of hold odell beckham's in a, in a regard to itself uh, but man, that that dude—he he snatched that thing and like snatched it out of a hand, and it's just, it, it was amazing. I, I I hate to try to compare things though, but yeah, but he did uh, get a little hit with the catch though, right? The defender, like the defender, the defender's hand with his hand. It, 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 basically, it was basically, yeah, yeah, that was wild. Yeah, so technically, he didn't do it all the way on on his own like OBJ did. Not not trying to hate on the catch at all because right, that's fourth right. and eighteen. You know, 4th yeah. and 18 is 4th and 18, but T, I'm yeah. kind of with you on that, though. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, Keep going. See, I'm, what I'm, people don't re- re- remember about uh, the Odell Beckham catch was that Brandon Carr, I think is who that was, like tried to snatch Odell out of the way to make sure he wouldn't catch it. Yeah. And that's Passing how Odell had to kind of... Yeah, and there was pass interference on that play. So, you know, I think people are forgetting that part of it, that Odell had to kind of contort his body to get to the spot where his hand could even just reach out and get it. And then it was just, it was, it was crazy. The crazy part of it is it, it became a routine catch for Odell after that uh, because he always practices those one-handed catches. And oh, I, was yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to try to overanalyze which catch was better. Kudos right. to both of those doggone LSU receivers, by the way, who That's right. uh, both made very spectacular plays. But I do want to talk more about the Bills and I think what you were just referencing with Josh Allen. As much as I want to clown Josh Allen for those picks, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to clown him. I'm just not going to clown him alone. I think that team, their identity that goes back to the head coach and the offensive coordinator and everybody else involved, I think their identity is going to be going to be problematic going forward. I think they have gotten to they've got a little bit too cute. Uh, they've been blowing teams out, throwing throwing the ball all over the place because Josh Allen can do things that a lot of people can't do. Um, but they've gotten a little too cute doing that, and I think that it's going to get them beat. And I don't think it. I don't think it's just this year because they're going to be good for a long time, right? As long as he's the quarterback and they've got some decent players around them, especially with Diggs. Uh, they're going to be good for a while. And I think their identity is always going to be this pass-first finesse team. And sometimes when games get tough, you got to turn around and hand that ball off. And I just – and I talked about this earlier in the week. I talked about it, you know, leading up to this game because uh, I, I did have Minnesota pick the win. I just don't think that they are uh, patient enough on offense sometimes, and they want those big shots, and, and this is what you get. I saw I saw them play the Jets last week on the first drive of the game. One of the I think like the first or second play they hit hit a bomb to Diggs. Uh, Diggs didn't score. They got the ball in, in the red zone, and like the next very next play, as a matter of fact, they call a play action, and um, Josh Allen dumps it off short and gets picked off. And it's just I think that that's going to be a problem going forward. This is not going to be just one or two games, but. Is going to hit them when it hurts in the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, T, that's kind of you kind of referring to some of the things that I had already said last week about Buffalo's offense. I, yeah. I said the, the Bills' offense is just too damn reliant lying on Josh Allen's arm and that offense, and just throwing, throwing, throwing too much passing. Not no run game. Not a not a real running game. And 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 this is not a team that's built for the postseason. This is not a team that's built for playoff football in Buffalo in January. You know, they're, they're this built is, for Madden. Yeah, they're built for Madden. That's right, T. Seriously, Terrence. I mean, like, this is not the team that you would expect to be. Same thing with Green Bay. Um, you know, I think we were talking about this yesterday uh, as we were filming the wrestling show, T. But, you know, Green Bay, another team that always have been so good offensively but soft, a little finesse, not built for yeah. that cold weather in Green Bay right. like they were in the 90s when it was Brett Favre, Reggie White, Dorsey Levins, Edgar Bennett. You know, these guys. Um uh, well, whatever the other guy's name was, uh, the, the the tight end or the res- Freeman, Antonio Freeman. I mean, that, these guys were mm-hmm. built for that weather. Buffalo, this isn't this. No, they got to run the ball. They need an identity. I agree. And now here we go, another loss. 
They've lost to the Jets. They lost to the Dolphins. Not saying that these aren't good teams because it looks like they're going to be playoff teams. But they lost to the Vikings as well. The only teams they've been beating, we need to check the schedule. Are they? Are they? Are those teams 500 or better? Because the teams that are, they're losing to. So, uh, but you're right. This is on the head coach Sean McDermott as well, and they are too relying on uh, Josh Allen. I, I give you that, T. And you're right. But I've been saying this: um, the Bills, they've got some things to clean up if they're going to be a Super Bowl team. I don't see OBJ wanting to go to that team right now either. If they get him, they're definitely not going to become a running team. They're definitely not going to commit to the run. Um, And anyway, we're going to keep it moving, though. Bills and Vikings, the game of the year. What a game. The Vikings win 8-1. I would add also as evidence of that leaning on Josh Allen thing, he was once again their leading passer and rusher uh, in the game. He had, of course, 330 yards through the air and another 84 yards on the ground. So. Okay. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's done this like three or four times this year already. Right. Been right. Been leading past to Aaron Rodgers, which is probably like him and Lamar Jackson in that conversation. Yeah. yeah. But he has more turnovers than Lamar Jackson right now. And if Lamar Jackson yeah, had those, he's got a lot of better talent around him. Yeah, and he's got more talent. If Lamar does that, yeah, they're on him right now. So I, yeah, I just want to point it out, even because I know nobody else on ESPN or FS1 will do it. But this is this. It, they won't say it in mainstream media, but he he leads the league in interceptions, and that's. Three picks, multiple picks, I mean, in three straight games. And it's when he's throwing those interceptions. Call it what you want, but he's he's still making the throw, not Sean McDermott when it comes to that part. But, yeah, McDermott definitely has to get this team. They have to call some games as if Josh Allen can't do the things that he can do. You know, somehow, somewhere, if that makes sense. You know, to dummy it down a little bit, uh, make it seem like he's Nick Foles or somebody. I don't know, but you've got you've to commit a little bit more and be balanced. Or – it's not looking like the Bills are going to be the threat that you know people thought that they were going to be. Kansas City, we're saying that we're saying that OBJ coming to Buffalo is going to make Buffalo the new Kansas City. After after watching what we've seen the past few weeks, I'm not sure if that would even be enough because the defense is suspect when Von Miller's not making plays. That is just is my opinion. All right, but we got to keep it moving here. Um, Sunday night football. It was the 49ers and the Chargers. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. The Niners won, and I'm glad that they won. The Niners played uh, a much better second half than they did in the first half. And um, I'm glad they got the dub. You know, I mean, don't want to complain too much. But I'm not going to lie. I expected the Niners to win that game pretty easily. I'm not going to lie. So I wasn't impressed. I expected a 42-10 to route. Just going to be honest. I didn't want to say it out loud, but, hell, I can say it now. It didn't happen. I expected an ass whooping. That didn't happen. I don't like the fact that it didn't happen, and I'll explain why. I'll try my best to be brief. Um, and, and the 49ers still haven't signed in Dominican Sue. If you see how some of these plays, the first half, they were having their way. There was no pass rush. They were running it when they wanted to up the middle. They were throwing it. I mean, we need Sue. Still no Armstead. Still no Kinlaw. Want to bring that up? Want to address that? Um, hell, we didn't even have Dre Greenlaw for for most of the game after he was ejected. On you know, uh, uh, talk about BS calls. I agree with the foul, with the flag, but not the ejection. That shouldn't have happened. But anyway, um, so Herbert got smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got smashed on that play. Don't get me wrong, but I think it was a mistake that Greenlaw was. You know, he that he got ejected. He wasn't trying to hurt him there. Anyway, nonetheless, he's ejected, 
And um, but it did help because Herbert went out for the remaining few plays, and it saved us. Save the 49ers, I mean, because uh, I think they ended up kicking a field goal or, or something like that because I don't even know if he was conscious, to be honest with you. So he was out for a few plays, and then that was the half, 20 to 10. Um, I'm going to ask you guys real quick. Last last night, watching Sunday Night Football, and, and, and I'm asking for a reason because the 49ers has Christian McCaffrey now in the backfield. They just got Elijah Mitchell back, and he's a stud. That guy's good. He went down week one. And he just came back, and he got right back to business. Had a better game than CMC. Uh, we also have Debo, of course. Kittle. Debo was back in the lineup. Kittle was there. Brandon Ayuk is is, is blossoming. Oh man, is he ever? Um, guys, with all these weapons that I'm, I'm I'm sharpening right now, does Kyle Shanahan look like he knows what to do with them with those tools? Does he look like a brilliant genius coach that I hear so much about? Did you see that on Sunday Night Football? In either of you. This one. In any of you. Like the out. Yeah, go ahead, <laughs> T. Come on. I um I think that anytime you get a win in the NFL drivers, you just gotta be happy about it. Mm-hmm. I mean we, we just saw the the eight and the the one point eight and the Eagles saw to bring us back up, Nick. Lose to no, the <laughs> Lose to the four he's, he's not. <laughs> Lose to the four and five commanders. Right? Like that you know, most people are, are I guarantee you there were more tickets with the Eagles winning by a lot than there were with the than there were for the Eagles to even lose, period. Let alone lose by I think ten or whatever the number may have been. Um so I I'm I get what you're saying. It's cool to get those big wins, it's cool to dominate. Um but man, you got to be able to take that win sometimes and roll with it. So I, I don't. Maybe you can. When after you elaborate more on why they should have blown them out, I can understand more. Yeah. But man, until then, I'm like, come on, man, it's a win. You know, hey, you know me. That's that's three, three <laughs> wins that we should have had, and I'm like, yeah, I've been glad to just win by one point. No doubt, no doubt. I hear where you're coming you know, from. So I, I hear you. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing. Why Again, I'm happy. Should have won by yeah. by. 45 points. Uh, again, I'm happy. I'm happy we got the win. I'm happy we got the win. Nick, I'm going to let you go ahead and state your, your opinion as well to the question that I asked. Garopp, I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan, does he look like that brilliant, innovative genius of a coach that they say that he is so much and he has all these weapons and you saw what you saw last night? Well, so I guess I'll say a couple things as far as that. So, first off, the Chargers' defense is not terrible. Right? Like, they've got some talent over there for damn sure. So, I mean, the idea that, that the Chargers are able to hold y'all to what, what was it, 22 points in total? I mean, that's, that's not, that's nothing to be ashamed of against the Chargers, right? Uh, is, is my first point. That being said, I mean, it does, watch watching y'all's offense yesterday, it does get to a point where there's like, there's so many jet sweeps and, and misdirections with, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey that you can run before it's like, okay, dude, we get it. They're going different directions. One of them is probably going to have the ball. And if maybe one of them has the ball, then yesterday they were throwing it to Brandon Ayu. You know, so it, it does kind of get a little repetitive. I will I will grant you that. Um, but it also is a new weapon in the offense. So uh, I, I wouldn't push the panic button on it just yet. I wouldn't go to be trying to, you know, throw Kyle Shanahan out the window or, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. Um, but you would expect maybe a little bit more than what they did. 
the problem with it is, well, A, obviously, like I said, the Chargers defense isn't bad. And B, the Chargers were able to keep it close because Justin Herbert is an asininely talented arm, arm talent. I mean, that, that like, the throw that I sent y'all the highlight on in the group text, which uh, if you guys were watching the game yesterday, it was a, he was moving to the left and basically threw a laser back to the right over the shoulder of another defender in between that, that defender and the defender trailing the receiver. It was it, it was a ridiculous throw. Uh, I mean, there's like it's him, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes are the only quarterbacks in the league that I'm like, yeah, they can make that throw. Like, that's it. And they're really probably some of the, the only few I've ever seen where I'd be like, yeah, they can do that. Um, so, I mean, I, if I'm a 49ers fan, I, like Terrence said, I'm happy that I, I got to win. I'm good with that because, you know, I didn't get one this week. Right. Well, Jarvis, yeah. let me ask you this. Yes. I, I, again, I get where you're coming from. But do you think that part of Shanahan's uh, inadequacies are because of he's because he's dealing with a Trent Dilfery quarterback? I used Trent Dilfery earlier, so I wanted to make sure I, <laughs> I used it here. Well, uh, that's because Gar- Gar- Garoppolo is the definition of an average quarterback to me. Yeah. He is never going to be a quarterback that can. He can't win a Super Bowl because he just has to worry about not losing it. But when he has to actually go and win it, and I said this before, he can't do that. That's not his thing. So is he? Is he? Is, is Shanahan handcuffed? Shanahan cuffed uh, a little bit <laughs> uh, just because of what he has at quarterback. Right. Uh, well, T, to answer your question, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I think Jimmy is very average, uh, and that's been the excuse that I've been using for Shanahan for four years now. He's been there five, six years. Since we've had Garoppolo, I've been saying this. Hey, because he's scared of the quarterback, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, which has been true to a certain degree. But now that you have CMC in the backfield, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Elijah Mitchell back, there's no excuse for you to only have 13 points with eight minutes remaining in the game. We had to come back to win that game. Kudos to them doing that. I'm glad. That's good. Again, I'm happy with the win, guys. I said that before I led with what I, you know, what I led with that before I got into what I was going to complain about. But I have to just yeah. say that these are a lot of a lot of knives and sharp knives that he has in the drawer. All he has to do is polish them up and go to cutting, carve them up. He's not using his toys right. I, I'm going to tell you another thing. Um, what else did I see that I really just like? Okay, the offensive line also, it's bad, and that's on Shanahan. Because he ignored to fix it during the entire offseason. All this damn talk about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, and nobody thought about fixing the offensive line. That was an issue. McGlinchey, he's trash. He needs to be replaced. It's time they do that. He's really hurting the, the 49ers offense. We can't even run the ball to the right anymore. He's our right tackle. That was the only damn thing he was good at, run blocking. He can't even do that now. He's bad. He's always been bad. I've said this before and I'll say it again. When it comes to our O-line, we've got big Trent Williams and that's and the rest of the offensive line. That's it. Um, Jawan Jennings, he had a decent game. He was snapping for a minute. Um, shout out to him because I've been hollering all this OBJ stuff and I guess he said, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> wait a minute now. That'll be my job. I get it. Uh, but we still could use him. Anyway, I'm going to say this again. Mike McDaniels, his absence is felt. Because to me, every week, it seems to me that the 49ers offense looks better in Miami than it does in San Fran. This is on Shanahan. 
I don't give a damn what nobody says. Jimmy Garoppolo has actually been playing pretty good football the past few games. No turnovers. He's made a few plays where he's bounced outside of the pocket. He wasn't the sitting duck that I always complain about him being. Made a accurate pass down the field over 10, 20 yards. I can't complain. When it comes to Jimmy, I bash him when he's bad. I got to give him credit when he's good. He ain't done anything bad. But all of this, as Nick said, very repetitive offense. Well, we just continue to just be stubborn and say, I'm going to just run it up the middle. I'm going to run it up the middle. That's what the statistics say. That's what the analytics show. Well, they stopped the run up the middle. It wasn't there. And yes, in the second half, you you decided to kind of go east and west a little bit. But, I mean, damn, you didn't really switch it up much. I saw no creativity at all. And I'm not the only one that thinks this. I'm really not. Um, And I'll show you. I'll prove it. Uh... What do I got here? What do I got here? Here is a few tweets that I have read from the fans. Somebody said, am I blind or did Shanahan, a.k.a. Shanna Scam, not run pass plays to Debo or CMC with both lined up in the backfield? Five wide receivers and two running backs. Shaking my head. The lack of creativity still. This is a fan talking about Shanahan. Somebody else says, if Andy Reid coached this 49er team, they would have hung 50 points up on the bet they would have put 50 points up on the Chargers team and Debo seems to look slow since he's gotten his cheese oh wow that's somebody hey this is not me these are Niner fans here's another one what is the purpose of having CMC and Debo in the backfield if he's gonna motion one of them one way and run the opposite way of the motion (laughs) is it the is it the motion of the motion to create space to run at these guys are on Cal Shanahan this is not me saying this This is not me. Here's another one. How was it possible to have all of these weapons and give this offensive performance? How inconsistent are they? Are they? Is this going to happen for the rest of the year? Uh, Do you get where I'm going? Catching my drift. This is bad, bad, bad. Here's one more, and I'm going to stop. Somebody said, watching this offense is boring and repetitive, and it takes three to five business days before they get to the damn red zone just to kick a field goal. Now, that's the best one right there. Now, let me ask you this question, Jarvis. Who would be a better choice than Kyle Shanahan to coach the thing? I just, I just read one that said Andy Reid. I know we can't get him, but they're just saying if he okay. was calling okay. the plays. So let, 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 let me add that to the question. Who would be a better person that you could actually get to coach the thing? You mean right now that's available? I mean, the season's not over, so I don't know who's going to be available. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, available or even even somebody that you project could be available. Anybody. Look, I'm not saying I want anybody else to coach the team. I'm saying I want Kyle Shanahan to do what they pay him to do, and that's coach. I want him to do what the world is saying that he is, a very brilliant coach with a brilliant mind. Well, I don't see the creativity. That's what I'm saying. You cannot have all of this fire, all of this firepower, all of these tools and not know how to use them. That's what I see. I'm sorry. But the way we played that game, I'm happy with the win. But Nick, Terrence, 13 points with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And we had to finish that drive off thanks to Jimmy and Brandon Ayuk, who has been eating. What the hell was Debo doing at wide receiver last night? Can anybody tell me? But that's neither here nor there. Kittle, how can you be Kittle and not get any targets? Shanahan doesn't get his team, he doesn't get his best players to football enough 
He just doesn't do it. The 49ers as a whole sometimes play down to their opponents. I'm sick of that. And they still hadn't signed in Dominican Sue. And all this talk about the defense. Yes, it shut out the Chargers offense in the second half. That was good. But Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw are heavily missed in that interior on that D-line. This is the reason why I've been hollering about Sue. Armstead still hasn't made it back yet. Kinlaw still hasn't made it back yet. And Bosa just doesn't quite get the pressure that he normally gets when those guys are on the field. And I'm not, that's not a shot at Bosa. I'm just saying he did get a sack, but he's pretty quiet when the rest of that those guys are not out there. But back to the offense, the defense does enough and they do every damn thing as it is anyway, so I don't want to be too hard on them. But D'Amico Ryan's, his adjusting could be better. We get off the slow starts. All I'm saying is that Shanahan, you've been doing this long enough. Everybody knows. I'm even seeing a little zip now coming on the coming come, coming from the arm of Jimmy Garoppolo. Man, just call the plays and bust it wide open. All right. If he has a two-three pick game, we'll come back and we'll we'll get back to the drawing board. But this is just too much. McCaffrey was a non-factor because of your play calling, and and everybody knows this this Debo package by now. Whenever Debo is on the left in the backfield, he's running right. When he's in the right side of the backfield, he's running left. Hell, even I know that shit. Hey, man, where's the creativity? That's all I'm saying. I can call plays better than that, and I'm telling you this. Mike McDaniel should have stayed, and Shanahan could have went to Miami. That's what I'm thinking because that offense looks better in Miami than it does in San Francisco. I said what I said. I'm not saying it won't get better, and I'm happy with the win. But if you're talking about running backs, if you're talking about running backs, First of all, I'm glad we got CMC. That's cool. That's fine. But if you look at the running backs that have been blowing it up on fantasy and all of that lately, it's a running back out of this system. Whether it's Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Christian McCaffrey, or you know what I'm saying? I would argue that Miami's offense is more talented than the 49ers. Besides, besides Tyreek Hill, who has the speed, and we have a guy that can run too, but we're not playing him enough, and that's Danny Gray. I keep saying that. I ain't going to say that again, Niners. But other than Tyreek Hill, that offense is not more talented than the Niners' offense. No, it is well, not. going to act like Damon Waddle doesn't exist? No, we're not. But we're going to act like he's better than Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle? He's better than Ayuk. Well, Ayuk is he better. Well, Ayuk is playing he better than play. Debo. So, I mean, I don't. What, 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 is, that, what is that saying? I, I don't know. Oh, like, man, who that, is who? So that, so that takes care of two of them for you, then. Uh, why, why, uh, look, man, Waddle, Waddle is. Waddle is what he is. He can take the top off the defense. He's getting a, he's he's not getting the attention that he normally got. Now that Tyreek Hill is on the other side, and they have to respect the speed in the backfield with that 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 run game that we have that we run so well. And Mike McDaniel just seems to be running it better. And I'm still watching Mostert to see if he stays healthy all season because if he does, I'm gonna have a problem with that too because he has never had a full season of being healthy under Shanahan. Everybody gets hurt on Shanahan's watch. All I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy with the win, and I have tucked up for Shanahan for years, and I have blamed Garoppolo. I can't blame Garoppolo these past few weeks. He's been playing all right, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm going to keep it real and tell it like it is. Shanahan, you need to call better games. You just do not do it right. You, you, you don't know when it, you don't call plays hot when you need to be calling them hot, and you call them cold when they should be hot. The rhythm is off. Everything is just off. And you got to get Debo, Kittle, and, and these guys the ball. Uh, Debo had two catches. Two catches. He needs to get the ball. And 
if he's not going to be in the backfield, he should be running routes and getting catches. Well, Ayuk did that with six for like 85, and Debo got two for 24. Only one catch for George Kittle. One catch. Guess how much yards? It was like 25 yards. How does he only get one? This falls back on Shanahan. Not Garoppolo. Call the damn plays. Open this shit up. I ain't going to say it again. Let's right, keep it. Let's keep. In. Let's keep it. it let's keep it going. Damn it! Uh, with the great, <laughs> with the with the great debate show, had to get had, had to let that be known because I don't see the brilliant mind that everybody else is talking about. But anyway, uh, the great debate show is available wherever you get your podcast. Follow and download. Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins get a big win over the Cleveland Browns. They're still looking red hot. Um, uh, the Giants they get another win. O'Brien Dabble is looking good. Daniel Jones may get paid. Uh, and Saquon Barkley definitely is going to get paid, and uh, and I'm happy for him. So the Giants are seven and two. Once again, another winner in the NFC East. Um, who didn't win in the NFC East besides the Eagles? <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, boy, boy. I said wow. it. I said Aaron Rodgers has always done this, and it just seems no matter how bad the Packers are playing. He always has one still left in the hat that he can pull out for the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, your take on the Packers. Season not quite dead yet now. They get the win. They're four and six. And um, no, three and six. I'm sorry. Which one is it? Is it three and six or four and six? It's four and six. Yeah, the Packers are now four and six. The Cowboys lose. I know that that's good for you, Nick. But that's, that's, that's it for them. So now, what what do you have to say now about this? About this, uh, what happened here? What happened? Uh, what do you have to say now? Um, now I only got one of them. Okay, so <clears throat> who who I don't I lost all train of thought on who I was talking about. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yeah. Rogers. Yeah. What happened? What happened with them? Uh, I lost them some kind of way. But yeah, the Cowboys and the Packers. The Cowboys and the Packers play on Sunday. Good game, good finish. It went into overtime. Uh, but what happened in, in, in Lambeau Field on the Cowboys couldn't get the win? I've been saying this for a while, uh, and I'm going to say it again. Dak is holding the Cowboys back. I, I, will let you, I will let you all give your take on why the Cowboys didn't beat a bad Packer team. So that's the only thing that kind of makes, you know, uh, tonight not suck quite as much as that at least the Cowboys can't talk smack because they also lost. Um, but, no, nah, I mean, I, I watched a good bit of that game. Um, you know, that was that was definitely a lot about – a lot more about the – the good bit about the running game. Uh, the Packers were able to, you know, move the ball on the ground a lot more consistently than what they what they even tried to rely on um, in the past, obviously having Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And then, of course, it was a breakout game for, uh, for Christian Watson. You know, he had three touchdowns on the day, uh, over 100 yards receiving. I think he may have had five or six catches, something like that. So uh, it, was, it was a great game for him. Uh, you know, the Cowboys defense did not quite look like the vaunted defense that it has been billed as uh, for, for a lot, lot of the season. And, uh, you know, and, and oddly enough, right off the heels of me, you know, declaring him as the best defensive player in the league last week, I think me and Terrence both were on that boat. Uh, Michael Parsons was not quite as impactful as you would think he would have been um, in, in a game like that. So, um, you know, overall, good win for the Packers. Uh, good good loss for the Cowboys. So, definitely uh, that seems to be the highlight of my football weekend. 
with the uh, the Eagles and the and Ole Miss both losing. So uh, you know, I guess if that's what it's got to be, then and, and you know, want a little bit of cheese on the side, I'll take it. Yeah, apparently uh, uh, Michael Parsons uh, played the majority of the game at linebacker this game, which you know is kind of mind-boggling to a lot of people. Uh, the, the, you're talking about one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and you're going to take your best pass rusher and not have him rush the passer. It's just, what are we doing? But anyway, uh, I, I just got to say, I, I know that it, you know we, we climb on back all the time, but what I did see was they had a drive where I think they were in overtime where they just literally could not get out of their own way. A receiver lined up offside, moved, moved back, and was still offside. Um, there was a uh, there was a hold. They had some very timely penalties or untimely, and it's just hard to overcome that. And now you you got a situation where they were in field goal range, deep. You know it would have been a long field goal, and instead of just kicking the field goal and going up, they went for it, didn't get it, or punting the ball, um, and they didn't get it. And I know that 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 range of field they were in, you know, it's kind of everything is in play. But I mean, hey, Aaron Rodgers has always done this to them. It's like I said on the last show, what Reggie Miller was to the Knicks, Aaron Rodgers definitely is to the Cowboys. <laughs> and he showed up once again. So, hey, all the Cowboys can really do is tip their cap to him. You, you, you got him, got the man down 14 in the fourth quarter, and it's just nothing to him. He's just, it's just nothing. He doesn't even blink. So, doesn't even blink. Hey, back to the drawing board. The good thing, and I had to explain this to someone earlier, the good thing for the Cowboys is that the good teams in the, in, the, in the NFC are the good teams. Everybody else are just not that good. So even though it looks like they're in, the, in, in a bad position by being third in the division, I feel like all the playoff spots in the NFC are going to be clinched really, really soon within the next, like, three, four weeks maybe. Uh, and I think the Cowboys are just a, a shoe-in for that second wild-card spot. I think the NFC East will have three uh, playoff teams. And then you got... Tampa and uh, one in the South. You got Minnesota winning the North. Philly, of course, winning the East. And more than likely, San Fran winning the West. That's the only one that's kind of like, all right, maybe Seattle's going to pull off the upset of the, of, of the year and, and win the division. But more than likely, that division is going to San Fran. I'm saying that to say, as long as the Cowboys are, are just, they just stay okay the rest of the year, they should get the second wild card spot and not have, not be in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. Yeah, but well, if if the, things have happened. Yeah, well, if the if the playoffs started today, the NFC playoff picture would pretty much look like this: the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, would have the bye with number one with the number one seed. Uh, Minnesota would be number two, of course. They would be they would be hosting the number seven San Francisco 49ers. You would have the number three seed Seattle at home hosting the Dallas Cowboys. It would be number six, and the number four Buccaneers would be hosting the number five New York Giants. If the playoffs started today, that's how that NFC picture would look. Over on the AFC side, of course, Kansas City would have the, the bye at number one. But number two would be Miami. They would be hosting the Patriots at number seven. The uh, Titans would be number three as of now, hosting the number six Buffalo Bills. Buffalo at six would have to come to Nashville if the playoffs started today. Imagine that. Um, That actually would probably help Buffalo because I don't know if they can win in Buffalo right now the way they play. Um, And then there's number four, Terrence, your Baltimore Ravens, hosting the number five New York Jets. If the playoffs started today. Uh, I can tell you right now the way it looks, 
I know people would say KC Philly, they're still going to go. But I, I'm not sure about that. I'm, I'm starting to think, even before the Eagles lost tonight, I always kind of thought that the Eagles would be one and done. I just didn't want to say it out loud yet. I always have a one and done every postseason. If you listen to the Great Debate Show, you've known that. I hit them both right last year, two for two, with the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers and Tennessee Titans. I knew they would both be uh, one and dones. And uh, I think Philly is one of those. I definitely don't think it's Kansas City. So if it's going to be one, I think Philly holds on to the number one spot, and I think it's them. If Minnesota gets it, then I know it's them. But is somebody going to be one and done in the NFC because this NFC is so wide open, uh, honestly. Like, the Giants could beat the Buccaneers in Tampa, but probably not. Uh, but Dallas could definitely go into Seattle and beat them at, you know, the six would beat the three seed. And, hell, let's be honest, there's a dome in Minnesota. We'll go to Minnesota as the seventh seed and kick the Vikings' ass, um, even, even with our inconsistencies, you know. But we definitely should be better. And we definitely should be more explosive. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to get that playoff picture out that Terrence was alluding to, you know, um, some of these teams in the NFC. Uh, but so, uh, moving on though, um, that it's been a pretty good week ten, and we are pretty much we're pretty much at the end now. All all of the rest of the games, uh, the Saints lost to the Steelers. Nothing really to talk about there. Um, the Bears, they. Lost by a point in a tough one at Soldier Field. Lost to the Lions, but Justin Fields is still looking better by the week. And uh, that's good because a lot of people had their doubts there. But they just need to start putting more talent around him because that guy can play. Um, two weeks in a row, he's had big 60-yard runs for touchdowns at that. He's doing some Michael Vick-ish you know, type, type, type stuff right now. Colin Kaepernick-type plays that he's making taking it all away like that uh, with his legs. Uh, how good is he with his arm? It remains to be seen, but he's not bad. I definitely see that, and he's definitely a ball player. Um, guys, is there anybody that I'm leaving out? Any any game? I think we got the big ones out the way. The rest of them were really – oh, the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, that game was nothing to watch. Neither quarterback started. Neither starting quarterback, I mean. No Stafford, no Kyler Murray. The, so the Cardinals win. And the Cardinals are now four and six, and the Rams with yet another loss. And they're now three and six on the season. I said it. The Rams are not going to be that good. And they had a lot of L's in their future. They got another one yesterday. Uh, a team that I was wrong about is the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been winning all damn season for the most part. And uh, I guess I kind of wanted them to lose more than I really believed they would lose. They beat the Jaguars. I had a theory out for the Jaguars where they could have probably won that game, but, hell, that didn't work. And uh, Jacksonville, um, it didn't add up the way I thought, Nick, uh, when I was telling you about that 111. Um, but, anyway, I mean, Kansas City. But that's neither here nor there. That's pretty much it for the games, I believe. Uh, am I missing anything from this week of Week 10? Important. I, mean. didn't play. I think you got I think you covered it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your Ravens didn't play. And and since your Ravens didn't play and Nick's Eagles lost, this is the first damn time all season long. I'm the only winner on the Great Debate Show this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. And I'm not even yeah. and, and you know, and I really did critique that win. But I'm happy to have the win. But I just think that this team on on paper it looks like is much better than what they've been showing us. And we're five and four. 
uh, I do think at some point we'll be looking back at this and we will probably be um, 11 and 5 or 11 and 4. But we'll see. The Niners definitely need to get better and polish it up. And that's on Shanahan for me in, in my book. OBJ, he says he's going to sign by the end of this month with either the Kansas City Chiefs, that's Nick's pick, a reunion with the Giants. Uh, the Green Bay, no, not the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Packers and the Rams would have been on his list if they were more competitive. Uh, that was also stated. But it's the Chiefs, it's the Bills, it's the Giants, Cow it's the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, there we go. Cowboys and the Niners at the bottom of that list. At least that's the way they're reading it out. That's the way they're saying it. We're at the very bottom. But out of out of those, what, five teams, which of those is he going to pick? The Cowboys, hmm, they did a lot of recruiting. Then they went to Green yeah. Bay and lost. That's even more reason for them to want to get him. But then again, Juju had a concussion. And we don't know how serious that is, but OBJ could actually get a ring and get the ball a lot if he went to KC. And I don't know if he just wants to. He he could go to the Niners, but it's, it's just so many weapons in San Francisco. But he would get the ring. But if he wants the ring and, the, you know, the MVP of the Super Bowl, he could definitely easily do that in Kansas City. Uh, guys, real, real quick, we're – which one of these? Or is it going to be a surprise team outside of those five that he's not telling us about? I could, I could see my Ravens uh, trying to kind of sneak in and get them. There it would is. Would they succeed at it? I'm not sure. Hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised, hmm. you know. Okay. I would love that for yeah, you, though, man, on, on, if we don't get them. Let me, let me ask you this. Okay. Now, um, he said he's going to sign by the end of the month. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the schedule here, and I see that we have uh, Cowboys and Giants uh, on, I guess that's Thanksgiving. Is that Thanksgiving on the 24th? The Cowboys and Giants is Thanksgiving, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if he'd be signed by then to be able to maybe play against the Cowboys or play against his old team, but that uh, would be kind of intriguing if he and I think expedite I, the process. I think that's probably when he'll make the announcement right after that game. We may find imagine, out. We, imagine how big that game would be. We may find just, out just, on Thanksgiving. We we may find out Thanksgiving or the day after, you know, that weekend, that, that whole Thanksgiving weekend is actually when we may find out uh, because right. that is the very end pretty much of the month. And uh, But, I no, I don't think he'll quite be there for that one, but he that be would be good. That yeah, that would be good, but, no, not quite. Um, and this would wrap it up for the Cowboys and Giants also for this season, so – yeah, um, but but there is the, – the talks are that he will – he is open to signing a multi-year deal, not just like he did with the Rams where, hey, we're just going to finish this year and, and come back next year and see what's what. A team that, like my Niners, that may struggle to sign him at the price that he wants, well, if you get an extra year or two on that contract, then you can be more flexible, you know, with the, with the money. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, but – Nick, you you're still sticking with the Chiefs? Yeah, the Chiefs the Chiefs would definitely be at the top of my list. Uh, one one kind of dark horse team that I, I've kind of thought about, um, and I, I haven't heard it really said anywhere else. What if he decided to join his friend Justin Jefferson with the Vikings? Wow! Oh my damn! That's that's, that's what I say to that. If he done it, uh, that'd be that, <laughs> that's a perfect reaction. Yeah! Oh my I, damn! Oh my damn! Like Tommy Strong. Secondary is ever, everywhere behind that one. That's going to be some, some that, nasty, nasty actually, in Minnesota. Yes, after seeing what we saw yesterday in Buffalo, I think that would actually be more dangerous now than going to Buffalo. Um, but it's just that I just don't trust. I just, right now, 
it's okay. Kirk Cousins is my first cousins, but by January, I'm telling you, he's gonna be so far deep in the family, he won't even be able to show up at the family reunion. I just can't trust him when it comes down to that part. But uh, yeah, that would be crazy, Nick. That would be crazy. But you may be right with the Chiefs with this Juju injury. He's probably licking his chops right now to get over there. But he wanted to be a Niner at one point. I don't know how much that thrill is now. I don't know if the thrill is gone or not, but we are on the list. After watching us, you know, kind of, you know, struggle, this offense is struggling now. You know, it is what it is. We could definitely use him still. Although, we could use a corner. We could use an Indomitian Sue. But, man, it looked like the defense saved us in the second half. The offense didn't really do so much at, just at the last moment. But it took to the very end before they finally, you know, like got the win. So, uh, but yeah, OBJ, we're gonna see, and maybe he will have a signing day like Terrence was uh was uh was alluding to uh last like, I, I last would episode. Watch that. that would be so dope. It it really would. It really would. And I it, would it, watch that also. Yeah, it really would. Even if he just streamed it, like if he just streamed it. Right. No. Hey guys, oh, um, yeah. we're we're pretty much done with football. Um. I don't know who plays Thursday night, but um, I know the Niners and the Cardinals play next Monday night on football. Another primetime game for us, back-to-back primetime nights again. And um, yeah, this Thursday we got the Titans visiting the Packers. There we go, Titans-Packers. Maybe this will be better. They're both coming off of wins now. Packers don't look as bad after beating a, a good Dallas Cowboy team, um, even though Dak is holding them back. The Packers and the, Packers and the Titans, that should be – Interesting. We'll see. Uh, Titans still keep winning. They beat the Denver Broncos. Guys, another loss for Russell Wilson. Also, um, didn't know if we wanted to spend time on it or not. Terrence may be right about this system quarterback thing. Week I don't know. Week, I'm starting to believe everything that I'm saying. Right. And hey, what First about the head coach? It, I'm just throwing it out there as a thought. Yeah. But now, week to week, I'm starting to look like, all right, yeah. something's not right here. And is it time for the head coach to go, or is this strict? I mean, he, but he's not throwing the football either. And Russell Wilson threw a pick uh, right right in the end zone or, you know, near the end zone to seal the the, the, the deal for the Titans to get the win. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the coach, there was talks about him. He hadn't got fired yet. But, again, again, you know, it's just, well, a Tuesday now we're, we're headed into. But I don't know, man. It's just not looking good in Denver, though, guys. I am definitely – all the way wrong about that. I thought that this would be a great, marvelous lyric for, for, for Russell Wilson. And not just because I think he's that good, but because I thought that that was going to be the perfect story and that's what they were going to go with. Or was I wrong? But at that time, I also didn't know that the Kansas City Chiefs had won the AFC West for six years in a row. And you all know how big I am on that number seven. They're going to win seven in a row. I didn't know that going in. I, that's on me. I didn't check or look into it. If that shit even matters. Who knows anymore? But won seven in a row. This will be seven in a row if they win the AFC West this year. Yes, Kansas City. Kansas and City. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. And that's something I didn't know before. I was hollering, "Let's ride, Bronco Nation!" You know, I it, of course they're going to win seven in a row. That always happens, damn near every time. Guys, I want to ask you a question before we sign off, real quick. And I know you're probably going to think this is crazy, but I was watching NBA, and I was thinking about something after watching what I've been watching. And who was that I was watching that night? It was the Utah Jazz. And then after that, another night I was watching the Cleveland Cavaliers and um, the Boston Celtics. And I said to myself, man, people have been telling me that Tatum 
is gonna redeem himself for that finals uh, for that finals um I don't know what you want to call it but it was disappointment to me I thought he could have did better I don't I think, think he was the perfect word for a disappointment okay okay thank you disappointment but I've been told that he's gonna bounce back from that and boy is it looking like he's going to do that the only thing I can say is that hey man do it in June and then it'll matter for something it'll count for something Steph came to the rescue he stepped up to the plate he answered my challenge last year, and I need Tatum to do the same thing. Play the way you're playing right now, but do that in the NBA Finals. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at, though, guys, is that when I was watching the Celtics, I'm like, damn, Danny Ainge really did put together a good team with those picks that he, you know, that he that he had, that he piled up on. And then I go back and I think about what he did in 08 on all those picks that he gave up to get the team that he got, how he's doing it in so many different ways. And then I look yeah. at the Utah Jazz and how, man, these Jazz are playing pretty damn good. I can't tell he traded away Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Guys, I know I'm crazy when I say this probably, but if you think about what this man has done and the way he's done it, is Danny Ainge the most underrated general manager of all time? Or is he the greatest? Well, so I, I, I'm not going to be quite too fast to put him over Jerry West. Um, who might be the greatest executive in the history of American team sports, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, besides uh, Jerry West. I should have said that. Besides Jerry West. Yeah, but uh, but Danny Ainge has done a hell of a job. I mean, you saw what he did in Boston and, and, I mean, uh, and kind of how he flipped that deal uh, with the Nets. And now, it, you know, at least early on, it's, it seems to have some good returns. of him potentially having done the same thing uh, with, with, the, with the Jazz. Uh, you know, making some trades there. So uh, getting rid of Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell. And, uh, you know, these guys, last I checked, I think they were at the top of the West. So, yes, uh, you know, kudos to Danny Ainge for that. Uh, we'll see how it works out in the long term in a Western Conference that obviously is not uh, what it has been historically. So uh, so we'll see. But uh, but definitely got to give him his props, at least at this point. He's, he's doing a damn good job. T-Smooth? Yeah, and you know what, Nick? What 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 was our wager about Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota, I believe Terrence. I think it was what they could. They had to be make the playoffs, but not be in the play, not via the play in. They had to finish a, a, a I think a seed higher than what they what they were last year, right? Yeah, they, I think they had to be at least a six seed, so that way they would. I think I think it couldn't be in the play in. What 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 was our wager? I think our, a, a, a case of spicy versus a, a bottle of Don Julio. Don Julio, yeah, you know me. Okay, yeah. is there a particular bottle of Don? Is it, does Don Julio come in different flavors, or <laughs> because I'm prepared to go in and buy this Don Julio? Hold on, hold on, I, hold, I hold said, on, I, hold on. What, huh? what, what, what was I supposed to been getting out of this? Well, did I not have I a wager in this either? I think I had it with both of y'all. I think I had one with each of y'all. Okay, okay. I I, I'm just trying to I think what I, I, I was supposed to been I think, getting. Jarvis, I think you said it first, and then Terrence was like, "Shit, let me get in on this." Yeah, no, yeah. No, it was me and you first, Nick, and then Jarvis came on towards the end. I think was what it was. So okay, okay. I thought it was Jarvis first, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Don yeah, Julio I, is your choice of drink. Okay. Well, Nick, I'm going to buy that Don Julio. Wow. And okay. I, wow. I, I, I say that because that is the dumbest team oh, I've man. ever seen play organized basketball. Oh, man. And I'm not just talking about NBA. They are dumber than some high school teams. They are, they're dumb. They have no heart. And this trade, just so that Carl uh, Anthony Towns can be a big two guard, is quickly falling on their faces. You, do you think they're just? Do you think they're just not coached well? At, because from what I saw, like they're not coached well either. Is it the team or is it 
is it both or I mean I don't know what it's it's it's, it's, it's a, it is a mixture like it's a mixture they're a young team they're a young team right we'll yeah kind kind of if you want to call them that we'll call them young <laughs> uh, right but so are the Grizzlies yeah and yeah. the Grizzlies beat them every time just off heart toughness and and just smarts that's just big IQ. facts that's big facts they lost the first round series last year because of IQ and toughness. And that didn't change. Getting Gobert, who was never considered a tough person, is not going to change that. And that's a miscalculation on my part. I thought that getting Gobert and maybe um, kind of stopping Ja from just doing whatever he wanted to do in the paint would propel them in a, in a playoff series. And I think that's what they thought. They were wrong. I were wrong. Dick, I will gladly get you that Don Julio. Well, if they're wrong and you're wrong, then I'm wrong also. But let's let's just <laughs> but let's just give it a minute. I think they're like what five and five and seven. Uh, I'll just, give it a little time. I think a lot is, of teams are, that will be good are starting off kind of bad. So yeah, maybe. But like I watched them play against the Grizzlies the other night, man, and it just turned my stomach because they're they're the, they're the same as they were. Um, in the playoffs, and at least at least Patrick Beverly gave them a little bit of toughness. That's true. They don't have any toughness. They have they have D'Angelo uh, 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 Russell. What's his name? Russell. Uh, Russell. Russell. Russell as their starting PG, and he's not even a PG. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> he's not a PG. They might list well, that, him as one. You, I can, don't... you can you can list me as one, but I'm not one. How much pick and roll did you see in that game you watched against the Grizzlies? If you can remember, on Minnesota. What part. I what what I see them do. Is either an Anthony Edwards ISO, which is their best play, <laughs> or it's a, it's Cat it's running around with the ball, trying to get a screen or trying to drive on somebody, and all they do is clog the lane, and he runs right into somebody and gets a charge. It's just it's that's just not the not way I basketball. yeah that's not the way I drew it up for them to run it, but yeah I haven't got to watch it's them not a lot basketball. carefully. Yeah, it's, I believe it's you. Just, I believe you because I they, see the record I, I and think the, yeah I think what they could do is maybe trade D'Angelo Russell. To see if they can get a Mike Conley or somebody like that, they can actually play the point guard position mm-hmm. because he can't, and his shot is so flat now that he doesn't even score the ball as well as he used to. Yeah, and that's He's when you become expendable. No then, yeah, exactly. Uh, you got a good point so there. I just, you got a I good just, point there. I'm, I'm so disappointed in them because I had so much high hopes for them. Yeah, uh, but so I watched I. them play the other night, and I conceded when I watched them play. Yep. And what did you get from Anthony Edwards? I like Anthony Edwards. Okay. I think that it's time for them to go on and build around him. The only the only way to salvage this, if if this trade just falls flat and there's absolutely no chance in this team being good, the only thing they can do is trade Cat. Mm. That's all they can do. Yeah. You're, you're about right. What, what and... you I would try to get everything that I gave for Gobert. <laughs> so yeah. I was sitting to Utah and get everything I got back. <laughs> yeah, and Daddy Ainge wouldn't do it, but yeah, you, you're right. Well, of course he wouldn't do it. You, no, you, you definitely would try to but, do that, though, yeah, because, I mean, what are yeah. you missing? You're missing somebody, a big two-guard, like you said, who's not going to have the heart and will and drive to get it done in the end. They have no the most. heart and they're dumb, and I hate to say that, but that is the most unorganized, organized basketball team I've seen on any level of basketball. Man, that's saying even, a lot, even, man. even less organized than the 76ers? Yes. Wow. That's saying a yes. lot, man. That's who I've seen some Minnesota Vikings I mean, organized better than that. Minnesota Timberwolves. I hope you're listening to the great debate show and what Terrence Smith just said. 
if I that doesn't get you me in person because I don't want to see Big Cat. <laughs> oh right, right, right. But now we don't we don't think that's gonna happen. But if they hear if they do hear that, man, I, I just hope that they can take constructive criticism, and I hope that this really does light a fire under their ass, so I can and we can look right in the end because. From what I saw and I hadn't saw much, it just looks like they're not well coached. And th- some of these they're things are not well be coached at all. But, I mean, that's what it comes down to. They're not well coached. But Cat definitely, he is that. This is what Jimmy Butler was alluding to a while back. You know, like, yes. man, this guy's soft, man. He ain't ready. He ain't ready for the moment. And I'm like, man, Jimmy Butler, man, I, it, maybe he's just a little too hard on him because I think it, then we had another incident or something that happened with, was it Embiid or was it, it was somebody in Philly. Well, um, okay, that's what I was about to ask you. Guys, what, what is the difference in the skill level between MB and Carl Anthony Towns? Size and skill level, what's the difference? MB's got better footwork. Better footwork in the post, yeah. Okay. That take that and, and you know what? That's not a that's not a talent. That's a skill. You learn that. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah right. Nobody's born with that kind of footwork. You learn that you work on it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, if you've ever seen any of Joel and Embiid's uh, high school tapes, Jesus, that yeah. was an uncoordinated young man. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I just, I, I, He's I, not implying I himself to by Cat. The only thing that's stopping Cat from being, I can I can even overstate it maybe, the only thing that's stopping Cat from being the best player in the league is Cat. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 the point blank period. I, I hate to sound like a. Like I think a mean, you're right. But yeah, Joel and B got that. Joel and B got that dog in him. I mean, it just he, he just does. Yeah, he, he, he got that he, cat in him. Right. So, <laughs> sometimes if <laughs> he just get mad, and he just gonna dunk the ball until you keep him from doing it. Yeah. And you, you, cat, you can't he got, got that cat in him. Yeah, he got that cat in him. <laughs> Man, hey, but hey, I really can't argue with any of that. And if this is the case, then yeah. Um, I might as well buy the Don Julio also because I got in on that bet as well. And, man, yeah, I, I hate it because I actually wanted to see the, the Timberwolves uh, do better, and the fans deserve it, you know, Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey, I, th- I, I, I think after tonight, uh, Nick might welcome that Don Julio yeah, all over the Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. You're right. This was been a – yep, he could use it right now. Uh, and, again, yep. if you missed the beginning of the show, the Eagles, they're 8-1. They're no longer undefeated. And they lost their first game of the year to the Washington Commanders. We'll be back to talk about Week 11 on a Friday, Thursday night, whichever one we drop it, however we drop it. But, yeah, after the Thursday night football game, we'll be back and we'll talk about Week 11. And I'm going to explain to you why the Philadelphia Eagles are going to lose two straight games. Um, And I tell you, man, here we go. I mean, I said that they were going to lose to the Colts. It's still going to happen. And it, I'm telling you, man, it's nothing worse than losing on a Sunday to a Saturday. You see how I did that? Jeff Saturday, lose to him on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, congratulations to Jeff Saturday. Hey, who who won? Ask the Raiders. They don't. They know how it feels to lose to a Saturday on a Sunday. That's what happened with the Raiders. Saturday and the Colts get their win of victory for him his first time. As a head coach, interim head coach, that is. I got the funniest feeling, and he will go on a winning streak, and he will be the full-time head coach next season. I said that last week while everybody was saying, what in the world are they doing? Well, this is exactly the reason why he's going to win. I just know how it goes sometimes. I don't get them all right, but I get I get a few right every now and then. Jeff Saturday is going to win two straight while the Eagles lose two straight. Now, the good news about that is for Nick is that if I remember correctly, the last time a team started the season undefeated, 
but then lost back-to-back games. It was the 98 Broncos, but they went on to win the Super Bowl. So, I'm, 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 I'm like I'm like Terrence. So they lost. You know, it doesn't mean much. Uh, and I think they will lose next week. It's not going to mean much. So they'll be 8-2. and two. It just means that they're going to finish the season, I don't know, uh, and Super Bowl champs. 14 and 2 or whatever instead of, you know, 17 and 0, which we knew they weren't going to do that anyway. And yes, possibly Super Bowl champs. I don't really believe that, but I'm just I'm just saying. I'm trying to I'm trying to I mean, well, that is that is a fact. I mean, I don't know if this is the exact last time that happened, but I know the Broncos started off like 12 and 0 and then they lost two straight. Like, what the hell? But they also still went on to uh, win the Super Bowl beating the Atlanta Falcons, and they won the Super Bowl. So, again, I'm just saying, that could be your Eagles. I don't think so, but it could be. Uh, whichever team is number one on the NFC, you better hope it's the Vikings then, Nick. Cause that team is going to be one and done. You can guarantee it. Book it. Uh, that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a great show. Um, a long one again, nonetheless. But we had to talk about everything that happened in Week 10, and we did. We had a game of the year, a catch of the year. We talked about the Eagles loss, the Niners win, and um, and T just got to relax and just laugh at everybody, you know, as his team, <laughs> he <essentially laughs> as he enjoyed the week off, yeah, the bye week. Uh, doesn't it feel good to you? <laughs> oh, it does, man. as a matter of fact. That's, that's all I got, guys. What am I leaving out? T, I think it was something that you said that you wanted to add. Oh, yes, Dwight Howard, before yeah, we leave. Yeah, I just, I just, I just I, I'm glad you uh, reminded me, but I don't know what went on with the White Howard. And I don't want to speak on those rumors that I mentioned because I mean, there are rumors and, and it shouldn't matter. Right. You know, right? But, right. Uh, but there is nobody can tell me why the White Howard is not in the league. They just can't. You know, I, I saw a post earlier where it said that DeAndre Jordan sits on the bench all day and averages 10 daps and, and seven handshakes and uh, three hugs. Uh, while Dwight Howard, who's still much better than DeAndre Jordan ever was, uh, has got to go play ball in Taiwan. Hey, man, that's funny as hell, man. Yeah, that was hilarious. As a matter that's, of fact. That is hilarious, man. You, I like how you just said it and it kept going like that shit wasn't funny at all. Well, because I'm, because I'm, I'm honestly, Travis, I'm a little bit upset about it. I understand. Keep you going. Know? I'm sorry. I just, I just don't understand why that man and not play ball for somebody. Somebody needs him right now. Yes. NBA politics is a strange world because, I mean, we even saw obviously what happened with, with Carmelo Anthony for the, what, year and a half or so. He was kind of... Yeah, happy. absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, yeah. we're all looking around going, hey, man, there's, there's some teams Carmelo Anthony could help. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, same with Dwight Howard. I mean, he said himself, you know, he think he'd be a good fit uh, with the Warriors, you know, kind of helping some of those uh, I, I, I thought that for years. I thought that for years. He, he'd be cheap. And he fits exactly what they like for their centers to do. That is true. Yeah, help, help some of the, their young guys kind of learn their role on defense, get some toughness, all of that good stuff. Uh, obviously, I mean, and then you know you're learning from a guy who was a three-time defensive player of the year, so uh, you know he he can he holds some weight, kind of going into not, that not not even that, but like even him being left off the NBA uh, 75 greatest players. How? Yeah, that was ridiculous. You know, that's that's this is legacy changing stuff. They are essentially trying to erase Dwight Howard out of the league. And I don't understand why. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know what's going on there either myself. Uh, that's something I need to look into, though. But definitely sounds like some politics going on there. He could have Golden to my, State. To my he could have Dwight Brooklyn. Did nothing to nobody. 
I don't know him doing anything either. I really don't. I, and, I think and, he was a little unfriendly with the media at one point. Uh, I mean, Marshawn like, Lynch was Marshawn Lynch was terrible with the media, and they they're giving him all the commercials and hosting shows and all kind of stuff. So mm. he's with Prime Video. So I mean, I don't I don't know what's going. It's something deeper than that. Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch is a different thing. All he Marshawn Lynch is, is a pain. He, he's just he's different. I, I I hear you, but it was the different that we didn't think that they liked. You know, back back at that time when he was doing it. You know, like seriously. So. We all were just kind of knew that, man, once he's done, he's done. They're not going to, you know. But then look what all he has now. You know, he's riding through the cities of, you know, whoever's playing on Thursday Night Football. This is what they did with him. Yeah, Dwight Howard could be helping the Brooklyn Nets, the Golden State Warriors, hell, my Grizzlies, uh, plenty of teams. Uh, Terrence or Knicks, uh, I don't know. He could be any damn where. They could, he could yeah. be used. But especially Brooklyn or, you know, again, it would really be fun to see him in Golden State. Um, I, I'm just not picturing that. Uh, but didn't he just win a championship? Help win the championship with the Lakers in 2020? Wasn't he on that roster? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and that wasn't too far. Uh, that wasn't too far ago. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with y'all guys. T, it's something going on with it. I just we just don't know what it is. We can't put our finger on it. But uh, surely it can't be what you were alluding to in the beginning because we know that shouldn't be a problem, right? I mean, they it shouldn't be. Yeah, they damn near would just really, really embrace that. So I, I don't know what's going on, man. Um, maybe it, maybe it was with somebody in the higher ups and, you know, like, and it shouldn't have been, I, I don't know. Maybe he did some Yudoka type stuff with one of the team teams. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but, um, that's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a good show, a great show. And, uh, I said it would be a, a, a memorable one. And it was Nick Ely and his Eagles. Did not fly on Monday night. Um, yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. We they they got it. Uh, <laughs> no, Nick, no, no, Jarvis, they did fly, but you got to spell it F capital L Y. <laughs> oh man, that was a good one. Oh, that was a good all right. one. Okay, but look, right. look, but seriously though, and 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 I'll, you, only, you only you only get one by week. That's right. That's that's right. That's <laughs> hey, right. I was talking with my with my Raiders guy today, brother Alton. And uh, I remember a few weeks ago, I looked at the schedule and I was like, hey, man, the Raiders might go on a win streak. Mm. So I came back today and I looked at the schedule. I was like, hey, man, the last time I was here, I was talking about y'all winning. And y'all ain't won not one of these games. And I looked at the schedule again. I was like, hey, man, y'all even lost this one. I was pointing at the bye week. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Y'all even lost the bye. <laughs> It's been crazy, man. What a what a down year for the Raiders. Um, even I had more hope in them than this. I think I had them at like nine, ten wins. They're not gonna get close to that. They are two and seven right now, losing to the Colts. Jeff Saturday in his first start, man. Who would have thunk it? I didn't think the the win was coming that soon for Saturday, but man, um, the Raiders well, are probably the biggest embarrassment in the Matt league. Ryan can play football again. And Jonathan Taylor can run the ball again. Yeah, all of a sudden, huh? All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Huh? And and so we can agree the Raiders are probably the biggest embarrassment. They're the biggest disappointment, I guess, of the of the league. Oh, without a doubt. I think that's unanimous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Josh McDaniels, will he be one and done? I mean, I don't know how many years he got with Denver, and I don't know how many years he's gonna get with the Raiders, but if they don't at least fix this a little bit. Devontae Adams came out and said earlier in the week too that if we don't get this thing turned around, I don't have no business being in Las Vegas. 
uh, well, I don't know how you're going to get out of there after signing the deal you just signed. Uh, right. We'll see unless they just say, hey, man, let's break this band up. It's not going to work. We see it already. Josh McDaniels, you're out. Derek Carr, you're out. Devontae, we're rebuilding. You might as well go. He could get lucky that way maybe, and who knows where that would be. But we see now him and Rodgers should have just stayed together. Man, the nah, grass, they're, they're the grass is not always home. greener on the other side. What's up, Nick? So they'll replace the coach first. They'll find somebody else they think can can make that combo work before they give before they break it all up. Okay, you think so? Okay. Well, just yep. it was just yeah, it was just a thought. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're approaching the ninety minute mark. We, uh, I was hopeful to get it done in sixty, but so much to talk about. And that Danny Ainge topic, I wanted to bring up. Put some light on the Utah Jazz because that's something we had not done here on the Great Debate Show. Next time, we need to talk more about Chauncey Billups and his Portland Trailblazers. We touched on it a little bit, but just not a whole lot uh, with so much football going on. And it's an early season. Uh, LeBron's getting old, y'all. Father Time's catching up with him. I don't know. Is he going to make it to play with Bronny? He's missing games already. Uh, Soreness and things like that. Just old man stuff that you're hearing right now. You know, no matter how athletic and how talented you can be, and he is still that, man, that's just one thing you just can't beat, and that's Mother Nature. That's Father Time, and it is coming hard on him right now, and we got to talk about that next episode. We'll see where he is by then, but he's been sitting out some games, and um, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Once again, the Los Angeles Geritol, I mean, uh, Lakers, uh, it's just not looking like they are – (laughs) <laughs> Gonna do much better than they did last season. Seriously. All right, guys. Anything you got left before we sign off? I wonder uh, if. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was. I wonder if Odell Beckham's current suit against Nike will have any impact on his uh, on his signing uh, possibilities. You think he's gonna get railroaded? I don't think so. I just thought I'd toss it out there for those who may be more um, hey, hell, conspiracy hell. theory in- inclined. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, yeah. Uh, real quickly, repeat that then. If you if you could read it, it's it's a twenty million dollar lawsuit OBJ is filing against Nike. Yeah. So he actually put out a statement uh, a little bit earlier on Twitter. I'll pull it back up here real quick and read it for the listeners. This is crazy. Uh, here we go. Right before being a Nike. Go ahead. What's that? No, I was being, saying being this is a crazy. Nike athlete and brand icon was a dream I've had since being a young boy. I wanted to be the next Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant in the Nike family. When Nike exercised his right of first refusal to match the Adidas offer and not only kept me as a Nike athlete, but also made me one of their brand icons, my dream had been fulfilled. Unfortunately, Nike did not honor his commitments. Throughout our partnership, I have kept my promise and fulfilled my obligations to the brand. I'm extremely disappointed that I've had to take these measures to ensure Nike fulfills their obligations and promises. Today, I'm taking a stand, not just for me, but to set a precedent for all athletes who have dedicated their life to the sport they love, especially those who don't have the means to stand up for themselves. We are held responsible for fulfilling our obligations under our contract, but we also have to hold powerful companies like Nike accountable for honoring their commitments, too. I look forward to resolving this issue and hope we can start a real conversation about protecting athletes and their rights. This happens too often in the sports industry, and it's time for change. As this is now a legal matter, please refer any questions to my attorney, Daniel DeVillier. DeVillier. Hmm. Interesting. Terrence, any thoughts on that? Do you think it'll change anything, what happens with his signing? Uh, No, I think that there's got to be steps, right? Like, the first step has got to be him getting back on the court and, and him winning. And, I, and, and listen, I'm not 
I am not opposed to the, to the thought of Brooklyn still making some noise this season. Uh, I looked at their team one night, I think right before they suspended him, and I actually liked the way the team was constructed. This is right before Nash, I think, got fired. Um, so I think that's the main thing. If, if that happens, if people forget about stuff all the time when you win. So I think that's the main thing, honestly. I, I, I don't think the Nike deal will affect anything outside of the Nike deal, honestly. Okay. Um, well, OBJ, um, we'll see how that goes or what happens. I, I, I do think he will play football. I don't think that that's going to you know hurt right now. But um, it'll be interesting to see where that lawsuit goes. Uh, and, you know, $20 million, if he could get that. Wait, OBJ, OBJ has a Nike lawsuit. I thought you guys said Kyrie had a Nike lawsuit. No, 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 OBJ no. OBJ has a Nike lawsuit. No, yeah, this is OBJ. Yeah, I kind of wonder where you were going with, okay, with, with right. some of that. Oh, yeah, yeah like, I heard um, Brooklyn. Um, yeah, yeah, no, OBJ. No, it, it, won't affect, it won't affect anything. It, it definitely won't affect anything. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no. got you. That's OBJ, and we. Have, I don't think it will either. I think he'll be fine uh, football-wise. At least for now. I damn sure hope he does. And if he does, then maybe he'll go lighter on whoever he decides to sign with, you know. Uh, but that lawsuit's probably not going to end up anytime soon. But we'll see if he does one-year or a multi-year deal. And we'll see if Baltimore Ravens could be that wild card team that nobody's talking about. And he may not be talking about them on purpose. We'll see. Uh, but, boy, Lamar Jackson and OBJ. Woo. What would it'd that be, be like? Watch. What would that be like? Uh, yeah, and, and it'd be fun to play on Madden also, I believe. Um, but, yeah, that's it for the Great Debate Show. We're done. We'll be back to talk about Thursday Night Football. And Thursday Night Football is one more time, Nick. It is the Titans visiting the Packers, I think is what I said. Titans and Packers, that's right. Oh, in Green Bay. Well, here's one thing. As me and Terrence were talking about with these teams and physicality or not physical, how they're built, the Packers ain't built for the type of weather, you know, that I'm sure it's going to be like in Green Bay on next Thursday night. However, the down south team from Nashville, the Tennessee Titans, are built for that type of football weather. So this will be interesting to see, and don't be surprised if the Titans get a win in that one. And a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Titans now. Uh, after the Packers came off of that win um, against uh, the Cowboys, they're pretty hot. Everybody's thinking that, you know what, Rodgers is going to go on a roll here. And I don't think they're going to do that, though. Even if they do win this game, their season is still done. I don't care what anybody says. I won't be surprised if Titans go into Green Bay and just Derrick Henry their asses to death in that cold weather. If it's that type of, you know, that type of weather for that game. That's just my right. opinion. Yeah, I, I um, I also roll with the Titans on that one. I just, I listen. The Titans are not the Cowboys, and Aaron Rodgers just sees red when he sees the Cowboys. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Give, give me, give me the Titans, and I think Derrick Henry might run over him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all sounds good. I'm gonna be the different one this week. I'm gonna roll with the Packers. I'm gonna say that, uh, you know, that Aaron Rodgers is gonna kind of maybe have a little bit of a a researcher. Not necessarily saying that he'll get the Packers for the playoffs or anything crazy like that, or that you know they'll win the division. Um, but I think I think this may be the beginning of a, of a little bit of a turnaround um, that that maybe entices him to come back and play another season, uh, particularly if he can he can build this connection with Christian Watson. Okay, yeah, that and now he did look pretty good, but sometimes you don't know if that's just because you know he's really going to be a star in the making or they just. 
had to give it to him because all the prop bets were going toward Lazard or whoever else. You know, who knows? But uh, if you pay attention to those prop bets and anything that you're gambling on, money line or whatever, over-unders, you start to watch that game and realize, looking at the outcome, that, man, something's not right about this. You know, I could have won 15 grand had he just, you know, made the damn free throw. And he missed them both. And that's not very yeah, – that's not him. That's That's not – the characteristic of Steph Curry or whoever that may be that would miss those free throws. That's just how it goes. So that should tell you something. But ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Nick is going to ride with the Packers. We will be back on Thursday night, Friday morning to talk about that. Depending on, you know, what happens, we'll see. I'm going with the Titans. Terrence is going with the Titans in the upset. Uh, they are starting to get a little life out of one of their wide receivers. He had two touchdowns on yesterday as they beat the Broncos. The Broncos is still a good defense, even though the offense isn't that good at all. Got to give credit for the Titans finding a way uh, to beat the, the the Denver Broncos, and they do have a good defense. Uh, that's it. We're done. Uh, next week, week 11, guys, we're already halfway past this season. Like, it's already half over, and we've only got about eight games remaining. Um, yeah. So, we're almost done just that quick, man. We'll be talking about the playoffs before you know it. We're already looking at playoff pictures. Man, this season flew by. That's all. I don't know if it's just me or not, but this season has flew by already. We're uh, coming close up on Thanksgiving, and uh, it seems like we just started giving our predictions. Man, time time really does be flying, man. All right, that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. It's been great. Thank you for listening. Uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Great Debate Show. Follow and download. And, uh, guys, that's it. We're out. Peace out, guys. Get out.